Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you to the Citizens Advisory Podcast presented by the Citizens Advisory of Pennsylvania. I am your host, Jess Stalnecker. I'm the executive director here, and I am joined um, by a very special guest. Um, we have been trying to make this podcast happen for a while, so I am so glad um, we have finally been able to get Alexis Pasternak on our podcast today. We are so thankful to have you, Alexis. So I want to just give you a little brief introduction. Um, she is from Haverford Township in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, kind of outside of the Philly area, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Right. Suburbs. <laughs> yeah. And she is a mom. She's married. Um, she lives um, in the same town that she grew up in. And uh, you've lived there all your life. And now your son attends the same public school district. Um, and so in 2010, you left your job to be a stay-at-home mom. But let's talk, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. We talk about this with our members. Um, there has, for, for most of the people that we talk to or anyone who, um, you know, joins us as a member at Citizens Advisory, there's a point in time where they become activated. We use that word a lot. It takes something to happen for parents to become activated um, and to start kind of really looking at their child's education or, um, you know, things that are going on. And for us, for me, it was COVID and it was for you as well. So I would love if you would share a little bit about that experience and kind of what led you to all these years of some really in-depth research that we're really happy that you've done. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I I became, if you want to say, activated in 2020, the fall of 2020. My son was home starting um, his, his fifth grade um, year for fifth grade and was doing a, a virtual um, a class, I believe it was social studies, and he was, had to watch a video, and, you know, I wasn't allowed to, like, sit and hover over him, he's like, mom, I got to do this by myself, I'm like, yep, yeah, okay, you're independent, and um, at one point, he, I was in a different room, and he came into that room, and he just sort of had this look on his face of despair, he's like, I, I was just watching this video and it was just I don't under like understand what I was watching and it was upsetting and and then he did get upset but he calmed himself down and I immediately I thought what is going on and I went into the room and I started to watch the video and it turns out it was the um if people don't know about it this um brain pop which is a um, education platform used across the country um and they they have this, they, well, I don't know if they still have it. I think they do. It was a, a, a BLM protest video and, and, and Brain Pop, it's, it's in cartoons, it's colorful. It makes it more, you know, probably kids, you know, they, they want to watch something that's colorful and bright and it's easier for them maybe to pay attention. Um, and, but the message, you know, it, like I said, it was, it was a BLM protest video. It wasn't telling the kids to, to protest. It was just sort of talking about BLM and what had occurred over the last summer, the past summer, okay. and even before then. And it just sort of, and, and if I remember correctly, it talked, you know, it did mention like murder and 
it just really resonated with my son, but not, well, not in a good way. He, he got very upset and he just said, mom, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like school. And that is what has stuck with me the most is that I literally have like full he, body chills right now. When you said that I did, he did. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't like, I still talk about it and I, I try not to like harp on it, but I'm like, that is what did it for me. It was, and then what he said was so smart. He was like, it just didn't feel right. And it didn't feel like school. And I'm like, that's, this is not school. This is something else. And, and I will say, you know, we did reach out to the school um, and, you know, they, they did apologize, but it didn't, it, what, what I was left with was, okay, what if he had had to watch it in school and he had responded that way? What was, what were you prepared to do? What, what would any teacher be prepared to do? And I don't know if, if they would have been prepared to help him if he was upset. I don't know if he would have gotten upset, but that, that is where it led me. And then at that point, I, I, I'm like, something isn't right. I mean, I knew something wasn't right with COVID. Something was off. I thought, we're not going back to school. Like in the spring, I'm like, we are not going back to school. And then, you know, here we go to fall. I think it's going to be great. And this happens. And then at that point, I just get on my computer and I start really looking at their website and what they're doing. And I realize there's all these things going on that I wasn't paying attention to. I mean, that is my, my thing, pay attention. Don't just trust, pay attention. And, um, I, yeah, it just sort of led me down this road. So it's been the past three years of just researching, researching, researching and connecting with people who are like, okay, I thought it was just me or, okay, I, I'm not reading into that. That actually is what's going on. So it's, yeah. So act, sort of accidental act this I don't even like that word anymore but that's sort of where I'm at I'm just I'm trying to educate myself and I'm definitely in a different place than I was three years ago this is never where I thought I would be of course yeah I mean it sounds like you went literally zero to 60 and just like started yes. looking into um, all the things that are happening in education not just at your school district but even in Pennsylvania in the in yeah the oh yeah United States. And what we're going to talk about today is even globally. Um, so one of the things that I think a lot of parents have questions about is like, all right, if all of this stuff is being pushed into schools, and when we talk about all of this stuff, we'll, we'll explain what we're talking about in a minute here, but um, where is it coming from? And I hear people saying all the time from the top, right? So, well, I mean, what does that mean? Does it mean it's coming from the state government? Does it mean it's coming from the federal government? Does it mean it's like, so we want to kind of break that down a little bit today and just tell you that, um, you know, not only is it coming from the state and from the federal government, but it's also coming from the United Nations and UNESCO. So we'll talk about what that is, but basically our federal government has adopted um, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization's 17 Sustainable Development Goals. And so what we are seeing is really the trickle-down effect of the federal government adopting that and then the state government adopting it. And it's it's basically affecting the Pennsylvania Department of Education and all of these local school districts 
um, in their mission statements, in their goals, and in their, you know, strategic plans. And so what we see as parents, something like that, which we don't think feels like school, um, like your son said, is coming from really the top. And it's like the top top, which is the United Nations, and it's a global agenda. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited because you have some really awesome information to share. Lot. So can you just kind of give us like a brief overview of what the SDGs are? Like, what is this and what does it mean for us as like just citizens of Pennsylvania whose kids go to public school? Okay, so the um, United Nations Sustainability Goals are these 17 goals that have basically been um, what uh, uh, the United Nations has decided that these are all of the things that we as a society globally need to work on. We need to eradicate poverty, you know, clean water, uh, the climate change, education, um, gender equality. It's, 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 it, it's basically the whole kit and caboodle of everything. It's, it, we have to fix all these things to create a utopia. Mm -hmm. And it's about getting all the countries in line with that. And here's the plan and here's how we're going to do it. And, um, you know, Obama had adopted them, mm -hmm. right? He adopted them in 2015. Right. And then Joe Biden just readopted them in 2023. Mm -hmm. And you are starting to see a trickle down into the states and locally, Right. And like I said, you'll see it in the like local education and what they're teaching and how they're teaching it. Yeah. So the one that we're really going to focus on today, and I think that everybody just based on the overview of the seven, and, and we are going to leave a ton of links in the description to this podcast so that you could go ahead and you can look at those 17 SDGs and you can go ahead and kind of expand your own knowledge um, because we literally do not have time to talk about all, we could be here all day talking about this stuff, but you gave a really nice little overview. And I think you said some buzzwords that people who are listening to this podcast, our audience in particular, probably are like, Ooh, like, you know, like the gender equality and the equity and the climate change and the sustainability and all of those things, you know, so this is kind of that progressive movement um, coming down literally from the top. So we want to focus a little bit on education um, and what it means for our kids. So um, you tell me if you want me to pull up the sustain, do you want me to pull up the SDG for education? I think that would be Perfect. Because okay. I think that is, that is something everyone needs to see. So this is just, this will just be the one SDG four, which is has to do with education. And um, for those, yes. For those people that are not watching on YouTube, because we do have our podcast on other platforms um, that are just listen only. Um, maybe we can just give like a brief um, overview of this sustainable development goal for, which is education. And then everyone else, if you're watching, you can actually read these for yourself and you can see, and we will pop the link to this also mm -hmm. into the description, but Alexis, just kind of give us the, the, the big picture here. 
Okay, so what this is, is this is just, I'll just kind of go over what, what's here right in front of me. Um, so you have a sustainable development goal four, which is about education. And there within that goal, there are 10 different targets, um, which encompass many different aspects of education. And there are seven, let's see, it has 10 targets, but there's seven specifically that you really seven outcome targets right so one is the first one is universal primary and secondary education okay that's about there's the equity um quality education um and this is all by 2030 mind you within all of these targets they want all these 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 things these things done by 2030 so we're talking about six years away this is that's that's why it's called agenda 2030 Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the next one is early childhood development and universal pre-primary education. Okay. So they want everyone to be able to have pre-school um, and that's a big, that's a big movement. I know we're starting to see that here more in the U S as well. Um, the third one is equal access to technical, vocational, and higher education. Um, again, Equal access for all women and men to affordable and quality technical, vocational, and tertiary education, including university. So they want you to be able to go off, whether it's, you know, Votech or off to college. Uh, fourth one is relevant skills for decent work. So there you have sustainability, increase, um, increase the number of youth and adults who have relevant skills. I'm, which also I'm includes always, the tech- I'm, I'm sorry, I, I just keep seeing the word relevant relevant yes i think is also right. you know because even with a crse right there's culturally relevant You're, yeah right yes so yes yes exactly like, right the, mm-hmm. yeah so it's but like it's, this adopt- who decides what's relevant though exactly. that's it's again what okay who decides what's relevant mm-hmm. um the fifth one gender equality and inclusion well we kind of know what's going on right now with gender right People are saying boys can be girls, girls can be boys. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Um, for the sixth one, excuse me, is universal youth literacy. Of course, we want everyone to be able to read, yeah. read and do math. That's great. Uh, the seventh and the seventh one is the biggie. Four, so sustainability goal four point seven: education for sustainable development and global citizenship. Do you mind if I read this one out loud? read it yeah mm-hmm. okay i feel like so this is this is the biggie so by 2030 ensure that all learners acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development including among others through education for sustainable development and sustainable lifestyles <laughs> human rights gender equality promotion of a culture of peace and nonviolence global citizenship Mm-hmm. and appreciation of cultural diversity and of culture's culture's contribution to sustainable development it is a mouthful and it almost it's like it's word salad it is it's i don't know how you can read that and not go what is that but the keyword there keywords sustainable development sustainable and then global citizenship now this is where we're seeing it come into our education. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you were to go in, like, um, I think I had given you a link for it. You don't have to do it now, obviously. It will give you a way more deeper explanation of 
SDG four. There's actually a document I'll have to give you for that. Yeah. Um, but it again, it when you re go in and read these documents, it still doesn't tell you how they're going to do it. This right. is just this is what they want to do, but it, you really don't know how they're going to achieve it. Well, it's funny too. And you're like, a teacher, so I wonder how you, like, yeah, as, well, as reading that. It's funny because I think I'm sort of a jaded teacher. Like, I think okay. that at this point in time, you know, I left in 2019, but I think at this point in time, every time there was some sort of initiative um, or some sort of, you know, push for something, it was short-lived. It almost okay. seems like this was happening all right, like, how does this translate to my classroom? Like, what do I really have to do here? Typically, I never changed what I was doing because what I was doing was working in my biology classroom. So I, we had high test scores. The kids were learning. They were going on to careers in biology. So I did not change very much at all. Depend, like, you know, depending on what the the flavor of the week was with the PDE, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, all right, well, it's not really going to affect my classroom. So whatever. Um, so, but I think this is different <laughs> and I think this yeah. is different because they, uh, and, and again, you said there's not really, I mean, this says three means of impl implementation, effective learning environments, disability and gender sensitive, um, provide safe, nonviolent, inclusive, effective learning. So, yeah. All. So to me as a teacher, of course, we want our students to feel included mm -hmm. and safe and yes. want our education to be effective. Um, but when you get 30 kids in a classroom, it's not always possible. So like, to me, that is, a, that's more word salad. Like, you're not telling me how this is possible as a teacher. You're not telling me anything. Well, everything, when I read it, it just seems very broad mm -hmm. and open to interpretation and Therefore, they can, they, I say they, you know, the UN or whoever, they yep. can move the goalpost. Right. They can decide, well, no, now this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to make it inclusive and equitable. It, 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 there's just nothing concrete, right? Mm -hmm. It's people that just got together and said, well, we are, to, again, I feel like this is them trying to create utopia it's trying and it's trying society. to get every country on board with this and almost as if um you know they are running education mm -hmm. which is unesco which is that that's the unesco piece the united nations educational um oh my goodness educational um i cannot believe i, I forget got I got it. I know you know scientific yeah. and cultural scientific and cultural organization. Yeah, um, it's it's almost as if they're going to be the new, or they really kind of already are a, the global school board, if you will. But um, how you know how are, how is each country going to do this? And I yeah, don't know. That's that's what is the scary thing. Because um, again. I mean, in utopia, of course, we all want those things. We all want safe environments. We all want, um, you know, literacy across the board. We want, you know, of course, we don't yes. want poverty. We don't, you know, we want clean water. Like, we want all those things. But, like, is it possible? And who's dictating 
how we get yes. there globally. Like that's what's scary because right. And that's right. That's where I've been at. I'm like, okay, I, I agree. These are great. The on their face on its face. They're, they're great things. They, yes, of course, but I'm good. Who's deciding. And do we, I mean, anyone asking these questions or, or, or is anybody, um, because I feel like once, you know, we're, we've already started to cater to them. How do you walk that back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you walk that back? I don't know. And again, people, you know, you get, you'll be accused of, oh, well, you just don't want a clean environment. You don't want that. No, that's all straw man. It's no, you're not. The the bigger question is who's deciding, how are we going to get there? What's it going to, yeah. What's it going to take to get there? Um, And I don't think people have thought that through. I never did. I never did. I I had really no idea about this. Uh, I can't remember how I... (laughs) I mean, I definitely feel like there's a lot of like pointing to this like diversity, equity, and inclusion and social emotional yep. learning and mental health in schools and all these like we're we're moving in that direction. We all know we're moving in that direction. But I also think that in the recent times, and I, I just want to bring this up because the University of Penn or the University of Pennsylvania, right? Uh UPenn is yes. a big one in um this the Pennsylvania state schools in implementing a lot of these things. Um, so, but like, look what just happened at Penn with their president and with Harvard's president and, um, the, the DEI narrative is like starting to sort of break down. So it will be very interesting to see where this heads, but I think it's so important for people to be aware because there are implications. And that's sort of what I want to talk about now, Alexis, is that this is a much bigger thing. Like these aren't people that we elected. The UN is not is not elected by we, the people, we did not elect them. Um, and yet they have this much influence over education is troubling to me. Oh yeah, it, it is troubling because, because we didn't elect them. I mean, we, but because we're not saying anything, we're not speaking up more. It's, we're just allowing it to go on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and it's become well if you don't speak up you must agree people people must agree or it but they but they also well this is such a this organization has been around for what since the 40s i mean how do we fight this but people have to just start saying no no yeah i i didn't elect you i you don't get to decide for me how i'm going to live my life or how my child's going to be educated or right. what he has to value You know, and and my child's not here to be an activist, you know, for the UN, Mm -hmm. for the, for the climate change, for, for all these, to be a global citizen, if you will, that, that, you know, that whole aspect of it. Um, yeah. Um, I wonder how many people actually even know about this, because honestly, if it wasn't for you and sharing all this information, I would not really know, like, I, of course, in my mind is like, well, it's coming down from the top. We see what's happening at the federal level. We see, you know, our state is obviously pretty blue in terms of like our, our, you know, governor and all those. So of course, like we see it coming down at the state level, but like, I really had no clue about all of this other stuff until I talked to you. So like, I really do wonder how many people, and maybe that's why we're doing this podcast because we need to let people know and they need to share this information too. So if you're listening right now, like, definitely share this podcast with someone, you know, who needs to hear this. Um, but it's just crazy to me how like they, this is, 
how long has this been going on? Like, I know the agenda is 2030, but how, like since it was Obama the first one to adopt it? No. And and that 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 would be a whole nother thing people could deep dive into. But this goes back decades. So this agenda 2030, these sustainability development goals, these have sort of the, there was an agenda 21. Okay. And then before that, there was um, I believe it was in 1992, this huge um uh, meeting in Rio de Janeiro about, okay, how are we going to get everybody on board with like this sustainability and, you know, kind of this one world um, agenda. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this goes back decades and there are plenty of people who've written about it, talked about it extensively. And those are also things I'd be willing to, to share with you as well. So the people can have, um, but so this is just something that, again, has been going on for several decades, and now it's really hitting. And I feel as though COVID allowed them to put their pedal to the metal because people weren't paying attention. Right. I, I've actually read something where people say this is an opportunity to reimagine, to really reimagine education, yep. um, people involved with U the UN and UNESCO. So this is not, um, this was just sort of their moment. And again, there are things that are publicly available where they're outright saying what they're doing and what they're going to do and what they want to do. And, um, you know, people just have to be willing to listen to it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's real, it's legitimate. Yeah. And it's again, though, it's, how are we going to get there? Right. And I want to share, because I think that it's important for people to see it in real time, what it looks like. So we're not picking on your school district, but I want to share how no. they've reimagined their mission statement um, and how it looks based on these SDGs. So this is um, Haverford Township. Um, the mission is to educate and inspire a community of lifelong learners who become well-rounded global citizens. It sounds literally like it's coming right from their web, the UNESCO uh, SDG website. Um, if you want to talk through some of these, I don't want to, yeah, I don't, you are more familiar, but that right there, that mission statement says everything I need to hear right there. Right. So um, several years ago, and it's like this with every school district, you know, they have to come up with a, a new like a strategic plan and a comprehensive plan. It's required by law. And what, what they have to do um, is, you know, they, they get input from the community and they'll have focus groups and, and, and do everything they can to come up with a new sort of vision for the district and where they're going to go. And again, this, this all, it started before COVID. So, I, and, and I don't want to make it sound like that there are things that they did everything like incognito. They, they did presentations and um, talked about all of this, but I went back and I watched them and I realized there's some things that were seemed to be missing for me. Um, I, there's nothing I can do about that now, but um I think what, what hit it for me was when I finally did go on and really look at the mission statement, because um, I think this happened, I think the change was really in 2021. It was starting in 2020, but 2021, and I can't recall exactly what the mission statement, how it was worded before, but I believe that it this is, this is you know, was changed um, a little bit. But the lifelong learning and then the well-rounded global citizens 
the, that, and, and again, I'm not saying that they went to the UNESCO website and said, we're going to use UN language, but that is UN language. Mm -hmm. The UN has a lifelong learning institute. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to the UN, if you go in and, and type UN global citizen, they have a definition of a global citizen. And a global citizen to me is very different than well, than being an American citizen or a person, uh, a citizen of the world. Global citizen is about the whole global mindset, collective mindset. Um, you know, it's everything is not just about you. And again, who wants, I, I, you know, I care about other people. I want other people to be well. I want those things, but it's sort of, it's, it's just sort of, it's the language of the UN. And I, you know, I did correspond with the district about it because I'd spoken about this at a public, a public meeting and the response I'd received was, well, you know, nothing we did here is informed by the UN. Well, I actually went and looked back and I'm like, yeah, kind of is. And I can show you how, but um, it's not anything that they would ever, you know, say, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, because I don't, I think if people realize that that's what was going on then they're, you know, then they might object a little bit. Um, so, right. So from there, um, they decided, and I'll, re I'll read these as well for you. Um, so the pillars of our education system, our school is, uh, environment is safe and nurturing. Well, of course we want that, but we also know that now they're trying to make schools, there's this whole safety, safety agenda, which my understanding of safety has always really been not so much mental right trying to shield people from ideas but um physical safety but that's one aspect where schools are changing um excellence in education is shared responsibility in partnership with all district and community members you know i would argue that that's really not happening because there's parents like me who speak up and it just we don't feel like we're heard. And I, I call my kind of jokingly call myself an irrelevant stakeholder <laughs> because I'm here, I'm a stakeholder, but I'm not relevant to what they want to do. Right. Um, and then there's whole child development. That is another big one. That's where that, what I mentioned to you earlier, that agenda to merge health and uh, with education. Okay. Education. So that's a red flag. Um and then let's see. And then the next one is, you know, supports conditions exist whereby all students have opportunities to grow and excel in the areas of academic, technical, and career, and social and emotional development. So the social and emotional development, we all know where if, if people are paying attention, that's the latest, I guess, if you want to call it a trend, that's yep. the big push. And that is something the UN is also pushing. Um, they want, they want um, to use social emotional learning to get the kids to push the, the sustainability development goals. Right. One of the there, things I, really quick, I'm just, I don't yeah, want to interrupt, sorry, but I'm, I don't want to lose this thought because the, the thing that yeah. really kind of, and I wrote it down, I stopped to write it down. So I didn't forget when I read lifelong learners, I um, started to think about, okay, well, we all want to be lifelong learners. We all want to be learning and growing as we go through our lives, of course. Right. But what I started to think about was like, but who's controlling the information? Right. And yeah. Like yeah. we see even on, cause where are kids, like, how do people now, how do they learn 
for a lifetime. A lot of it is on social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is doing their own research like you do it. But also we've seen that the powers that be want to control the information that these lifelong learners have access to. So that's scary in itself, right? Because we're, we're talking about the what, but yes. the how is, is scary. We want lifelong learners, but they want to control the information. They want to control the learning that these global citizens have access to for their whole lives. That's what's, that was like a big thing for me. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, I mean, that you could even apply that to same with, you know, not to go on a tangent, but with, with the books, you know, the, the issue with the books in schools, it's okay. Who's controlling, who's deciding what books should be in school? Forget, forget what the books even are. It's what's, who's, who's deciding and the people that are deciding, you know, the organizations that they're affiliated with, like, what are they telling them to do? Um, because you know, they have, yeah, I, I, it's really, how's it getting filtered? Mm -hmm. How's it, how's it getting filtered? Who's deciding what is worth knowing and not knowing? Exactly. Um, we were on our decision-making process as student-centered and student voices valued. Okay. That's, that's, which is good, which is good, but that sort of, sort of kind of leans into, like they talk about action civics and okay, kids not just being involved, but being activists. Uh-huh. Um, so, but of course you, they're students, they're there. You want them to, you, you want to know what they think you want them. I mean, that's why the schools are there, right. but um, so there's, there's that whole, and, and again, the SDG four, the education, you know, they want the kids to push, help push the sustainability development goals. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the three goals that they came up with for our district were social emotional wellness. Um, and that talks about, you know, making a community empathetic and resilient to social and emotionally flourish. So that just sort of coincides with the social emotional learning um, and then prepare contemporary citizens. But within that, you know, they want them to be designers within a complex global society. So again, you have the global, global, global global, global, global. Uh-huh. And, um, and of course, diversity and inclusion. Uh, and when I see this, you know, it, it, within it, it talks about they want um, kids to develop sociocultural proficiency. And I still don't understand exactly what that means. How do you become proficient, social, socioculturally proficient? I guess you have to use the right pronouns, probably. I don't know. Uh, the, like, I don't know. Popped into my, well, I mean, I'm sure that that's not the only thing. But like in my head, it's like, well, then you have to accept everybody that wants to be anything that they want to be. And you have to use the, the proper pronouns because that is so, socioculturally proficient. You have to you have to you fit have in to. the times. You have to fit in with the with the culture. Yeah. That's my yeah. my perception. So all no, and I, I like hearing that because I, you are a teacher, you, you know, you have that perspective because I, I, it just seems to me like, how do you even measure that? Right. And these are things, how do you measure, how do you measure these things? They're supposed to be measurable. They say that, but I just don't know how you measure, how you measure any of this. And again, it sounds all really nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure 
people have wonder their intentions are good. I don't think that they don't. But when you start to peel back the layer of the onion and you see where some of this is coming from, where it's you know rooted in, yep. you you question, um, okay, but what what what's this going to look like five ten years from now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. I, I kind of want, I mean, that was a lot of really good stuff. And I think we kept it very high level because at, at first glance, it's, it seems like so much. And like every person who's listening can probably do their own deep dive into even more of the language and the the goals and all of this stuff. So we are going to put a bunch of links in the description to this podcast. But I always really like to end our podcast with, just some encouragement and like, what can parents realistically do? Okay. This is going to sound really, really boring and basic. I, I recommend right now, if you haven't go right now onto your district's website and just start reading it, start going through the links, start looking for their mission, start looking at their strategic plan and their comprehensive plan. These are things that should be there. And if they're, you know, most districts are, look look at the meeting minutes, mm -hmm. look at policy. I mean, this is all very, it's very boring, but it's so necessary because I can tell you there are things that have transpired where I'm like, that's going to go missing that's going to be taken down. Now they have to make changes to their website and everything. And, but especially with policy, you know, look, don't, don't be afraid to, to go on. Don't be intimidated to go on and, and, and just, you know, just type in a word and see what comes up yeah. and you might be surprised what you find. And even just some of the wording, the language that we talked about, you know, like long learner, global citizen, resilience, sustainability, um, obviously diversity, inclusion, equity, look that up and see what comes up and, um, and, and attend meetings. You don't have to speak. I, I speak. I don't like speaking. I hate it. Yep. I do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I always think back to when I was in high school, I, 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 but you have to speak up for your children and, oh. and don't just think about your children. Think about your grandchildren. That's I'm, I'm also looking, I'm looking at 2030 and 2035 and 2040, what kind of education system are we going to have? Because believe it or not, I, I know people, um, I, I understand people say homeschool your child or do this or that. Like I, my situation doesn't allow for me to do things that I would like to do differently, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I think we also need to, parents need to like lean on one another. And, um, you know, if you were able to find another parent or two, that's also like, hmm doesn't seem right to me. Just talk and put, put your, put your heads together and, and say, maybe I'm going to go to a meeting, just yeah. sit there and, and listen, see how they interact. Just don't be afraid to do that. Again, that, that is, that is right now. If, if you're going to start doing anything, that yeah. is what I recommend. Don't be intimidated. I love that. And they're honestly, your kids. And that's, that's, it's the most important thing. Um, and honestly, I think that that's what, I mean, that's why citizens advisory exists. We literally exist out of, um, you know, paying attention and banding parents together and, um, asking questions and all of those things. That's really where we started. And so, um, it just couldn't be more, um, 
you know, relevant that you, and I hate that word now, right? Relevant. Um, but, <laughs> but it just, that is, that's the best advice. Um, and so I, again, I just want to thank you for all of your hard work, all of your research over the years. And um, we will have you on here again, because you've got a lot more to talk about. We could I do. I feel as though I did. I don't know if I did anything justice. It, it really is. I, I think once you drop the links, Yes. Then people can really see for themselves because that's something that's very hard to cover in, in a this small amount of time. They just, yeah. 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 So thank you again, Alexis, for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate the chance. Um, you can find us on our website, citizensadvisorypa.com, um, on Facebook and Twitter, Citizens Advisory of Pennsylvania. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Um, we can only get the word out in certain ways. We are definitely shadow banned on Facebook. We definitely don't have a big following on Twitter. Um, but we record these podcasts with the hope and the faith that they're going to get into the right hands. And so we just appreciate you being willing to sit down with us today and we wish everyone a great day and, um, a great year. Thanks, Alexis.